This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the Russo Brothers' big budget action movie, The Gray Man, on Netflix. Plus, is Ben Affleck back as Batman again? One Avengers movie gets a director. Disney releases a new trailer for Andor. And Sylvester Stallone is a retired superhero. And a new Amazon movie. All that and more on this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Monday, August 1st, 2022. This is Simon Rex, a.k.a. Dirt Nasty, baby. You know, I like to listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast when I'm driving to work. Wait a minute, I don't have a job. So I like to listen to it when I'm driving to your mama's house. Ha <laughs> ha. You tired of boring podcast shows? These guys at Jock and the Nerd are the funniest, most entertaining nerds on earth. So check it out, baby dick. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Oh, that's right. Hello. What's up, listener? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And joining us, uh, our very own The Pink Man, uh, code uh, Sierra69. No name. <laughs> He's more beige, I guess. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Are you the beige man? Yeah, I'm the beige man. I'm the partially gray in my balls, man. The, um, uh, gray man. That was my nickname in high school. That's this movie about me. Oh boy. <laughs> the prematurely gray man. Uh, there's a lot of lot of things to celebrate. Actually, today, did you know? Happy birthday! It is Spider Man's 60th birthday. Oh, his no, birthday today? August I mean, 1st. Is, is, it the, is this the, uh, Amazing Fantasy? Uh, yes, birthday? it is the oh. day Amazing Fantasy 15 came out uh, mm-hmm. in August 1962. Also, Whoa. today, happy birthday, MTV first debuted August 1st, 1981. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? A lot of, now a lot it's of crazy. Now <laughs> it's dead. Does anyone watch MTV? It's no. in the death throes. No, I can't remember the last time I watched MTV. My sister right now is, though, obsessed with that show Catfish. And she's watching all the seasons. I don't know why. Hmm. It's a ridiculous show. It's about people who ridiculous. lie on the internet about who they are. Yes. But at some point, like, why you keep falling for this? I don't understand. There's fucking six seasons of this show. Uh, anyways, yeah. All, all but we do have to uh, pay our uh, respects to. We lost a pop culture icon. I don't know if you heard. Uh, rest in peace. Say goodbye to. Uh, Russell. Th- b- no, well, that's a, that's a good jock <laughs> one. There was a jock and nerd loss. Okay, yeah, so you Bill just Russell. Saw Bill Russell and then uh, Michelle Nichols who played Uhuru. Both oh, of- oh shit! Well, I, I think know she that. was. I think she was eighty nine. Both of them were in oh, their wow. late eighties, I believe. Yeah, Bill Russell, I think, was eighty eight. Um, I'm, I'm sad to hear Michelle Nichols is new. Yeah, movies. mad respects to them. But I was talking about the Choco Taco. I will be missed. Bob Dyke is not making the Choco Taco oh, shit. anymore. And while I wasn't like super obsessed, I occasionally enjoyed a new Choco Taco. Who does it? It's lovely. I saw I saw all the uh, fake uproar about that. Yes, that was ridiculous. What Choco Taco? What's the matter? You, what's what's a taco? What matter? Uh, bring it back. No, don't bring it back. Whatever. Oh, it's, it's racist to be Choco Taco. No, Choco. It's no, a, I think they. I don't think it's. Just, I just don't know if it was selling or. I don't know why they. I don't. I didn't really look into why they got. Yeah, racist. yeah. Klondike I, was like, I want it to be racist. <laughs> 
I want ice cream to be racist. The Choco Taco was canceled. Oh, that's why we can't buy it anymore. That's why we can't have God nice things. Damn you, racist right. ice cream makers. Anyways, that's a lot of things to celebrate and people to pay respect to. Let's get on with the show with some news. The Jock and Ned Podcast. I want to start with this crazy uh, Batfleck news flying around last week. You guys uh, catch a whiff of this? Yeah, uh, I saw Jane, John Campia talking about it. And Jane Campia, too. Uh, John and Jane Campia, yeah, I think. He just was wearing a wig. <laughs> uh, look, apparently we thought uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck was done, right, with Batman. Sure. He was, right? He was done. They did Justice League. He has one final appearance in The Flash. That's supposedly that's his uh, uh, send off. And then he gets replaced with the Michael Keaton, 70 year old Batman. And that's the Batman now, whatever. But uh, that's not all. That's not all the places he's going to show up. Confirmed through Jason Momoa's Instagram. Uh, Aquaman, uh, the sequel, Ben Affleck will return to play Batman in the Aquaman sequel that is coming out March 17th, 2023. I believe they're doing reshoots right now. Wait a minute. You're talking about they're using Batfleck now, like they're reshooting Batfleck scenes now? Well, this is what I heard because initially I believe the Flash and Aquaman, I think the Flash was supposed to come out first, and then Aquaman 2 was supposed to come out, right? So they would have established that the Batfleck is out, Michael Keaton Batman is in, and Michael Keaton Batman... I think they shot stuff for Aquaman. Apparently, they're reshooting all the Michael Keaton Batman stuff with Ben Affleck Batman because it's coming out before now. Is this confusing anyone at all? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I, I assume that the Flash movie will, what you just said, is going to say goodbye to Batfleck and hello to Michael Keaton. So they're going to save, save that for later or never, depending if this movie ever comes out. I don't think... All of this hoopla going around about the Flash and Ezra Miller and well, they st- I think they're still set on releasing the Flash June twenty twenty three, just a few months after this Aquaman comes out. Okay, yeah, this is all very confusing in terms of. I thought Ben was done, but now he's doing two movies, potentially three. I think he's rumored to be in Batgirl, or is that Keaton? I don't even Keaton know. Keaton is in Batgirl. See, I'm losing track. Yeah, and then that, yeah, which is afterwards. Yeah, it is. Because, like, Anthony, break down the whole his journey as Batman. It's a crazy journey. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he gets cast in Batman v Superman, and, you know, there's huge uproar about that because he's Ben Affleck, and, you know, people have their opinions, and he's doing that, and he, I think he gets cast with the intent that he's going to be able to direct his own Batman movie. Yep. Does Batman versus Superman, does Justice League, and uh, after that, he's supposed to do his own Batman movie, and they... They take him out, and it's the Matt Reeves, and he's supposed to still be in it, but then he's just not even in it. Yeah. And it's a, just a completely different Batman with, uh, what's his face? Batson uh, becomes Batman. Yeah, and then the, every, all signs are pointing to him being done with Batman after Zack Snyder's Justice League, and now he's in The Flash, what and then the that fuck? movie's all fucked up, and now he's, oh, I guess, he gets cast in Batgirl, or no, not Batgirl, excuse me, and now he's in Aquaman. I'm just like, this is one of those things where wow. you just go, you're just going, man. DC really doesn't have their shit <laughs> Does together. Does Warner Brothers know what they're doing? Here, I gotta give them the clip. I actually think that they do have their shit together. They're trying to damage control, and the, they okay. They, they had to reach for for Ben Affleck. They figured out first of all, they figured out a way to get rid of Ben Affleck and <laughs> move on to a new Batman. And when 
when they made the new Batman, they didn't do it in continuity to what had happened before into their established universe, which is okay, whatever, weird. But then they were going to transition to Michael Keaton. So they had a plan. It's not like this is like not, but the plan went uh, went sideways when Ezra Miller started like throwing shit at people, <laughs> choking people. So I yeah, think that true. they tried. I think they tried to have a plan, but then Ezra Miller ruined that plan. Yeah, Ezra Miller and potentially. So I don't know if it's indicative of poor planning by DC. This is just very, very um, uh, frantic damage control, not well thought through by uh, DC. Because it wouldn't match. The continuity would be all fucked up. So they're, to their credit, right. they're trying to fix this and have it make sense. I'm just like, what was that conversation? I want to know, like, does Ben Affleck even want to be Batman anymore? Like, how, wh- wh- I guess he's going to throw him a paycheck. He's like, yeah, I'll put the fucking suit back on one last time. Uh, but now they have to fix their fix Ezra Miller's consequences. It's just crazy. So we're going to see a lot more bad flick, I guess, is what it comes down to. Uh, yay or nay, I guess. Is that, is that a good thing? We'll see. I mean, I don't dislike his performance. If he's into it, sure, show me something else. But yeah, it is just, it's ironic that like the, his whole movie gets taken away. Somebody else gets cast. And they're like, wait, Ben, we need your help. We got to redo this because now it doesn't make sense because that's from Miller. So anyways, listener, let us know what you think. Can you follow all this? Are you excited for the return of Batfleck? Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. There's a link in the show notes. It's an exclusive closed group. Just it's for on you. Facebook. It is a Facebook group on <laughs> Facebook as opposed to the other Facebook groups. Yes. Don't have to go to Reddit and look that for it. It's on, on Facebook. Although, Jockinerd Reddit, I don't do the Reddit, but I understand there's a large community there. Start one. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm not starting one. Somebody else can start <laughs> one. Jesus, and manage it. We do enough. Okay, moving on. This just came out today. Disney released uh, a trailer for Andor, the next TV show from Star Wars that will debut on Disney+. And not only did they release the trailer, they quietly like pushed the date back. It is now... A three-episode premiere coming out September 21st. It was supposed to come out in August, so push back a little bit. This trailer, at first, the last trailer they put out wasn't so hot on it. This is, of course, the show starring Diego Luna as Cassie Andor from Rogue One. It is a prequel to a prequel. It is a prequel TV show to a prequel movie (laughs) to the first Star Wars movie with Diego Luna and uh, a bunch of other people. So the first trailer, I was like, okay. Uh, this looks all right. I had forgotten who the creative was behind it, and I thought about the writers, and then this trailer comes out, and I'm a little more excited. This, uh, this I thought looked good. Anthony, you are not our Star Wars guy. First of all, are you Star Wars out at all at this point? Oh, I'm so out on Star Wars yeah, at this I, point. I think a lot of but I've always are. been out on Star yeah. Wars. So, yeah, I mean, other than the fact that Star Wars sucks, this trailer looks all right. I mean, it looks pretty epic. But then again, you know, I've been fooled by Star Wars trailers before. I did like Rogue One, so I'll give them credit for that. Rogue One was good, and if this is a prequel to Rogue One, you know maybe it has some of that that good vibe. It's coming Tony from Rogue Gilroy. One. It's the writer. He did the uh, Bourne movies, and okay. uh, so there's some there's some talent there. The only thing I'll say though is, other than Star Wars sucks, is <laughs> they're just again just so obsessed with prequels and living in the past, and and there's just yeah. no new. I mean. Technically, these are new stories because we haven't seen them, but they're not progressing the future at all. It's all prequel stuff, and I just they they just 
love knocking on that nostalgia door and, and doing prequel stuff. So yeah, prequel of a prequel, but holy fuck, Forrest Whitaker! Oh shit, a Saul Guerrero. That kind of got me excited. <laughs> it looks like Rogue One. Uh, Rugs, what do you think of the way this looks compared to these other Star Wars shows? Well, when I heard there was going to be a Cassian Andor show, I was like, can there any be anything more fucking boring to watch? <laughs> the dude is like. You know, not an interesting character by any stretch of the imagination. Does not have the charisma of most of the, you know, OG Star Wars guys. He's dead. Yeah. Right. Oh, he dies. Uh, yeah. He has a cool robot. And I think that's the only thing that's cool about him. K2SO, but I believe, right? Yeah. When I saw the trailer for this show, I was like, all right, the character, main character, I don't give a fuck about. But what about the plot? What are we, what are we seeing here? And I think it's an exploration of the Empire and why it's bad. I think that could be interesting. Like, we know why it's bad, but because, like, we're told it's Empire and it's based on, like, Nazis, I guess, marching in and taking over towns like they did back in, you know, World War II, conquering things. No one likes conquerors. No one likes, you know, that type of shit, imperialism. So, yeah, instantly bad guys, but... Uh, it's interesting to see what exactly their flavor is. Like, what what exactly are they they doing you know, besides taking over people's stuff? Like, that is uh, what's their what are they about? And so that might be interesting if the if that's what that I feel, I feel like he's inserting himself into the 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 empire and yeah, kind that's of cool as like a spy. Yeah, and that could be interesting because like we just watched like uh, Boba uh, not Boba Fett Obi um, Obi Wan yeah. All these things with bees in them. Um, uh, Obi, Bobi. Um, Bandor. Now we go back to A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we saw, like, you know, the, the character who was the, who found out that she was, uh, you know, hurting people and she didn't want to do it anymore. Reva. Yeah. yeah, Reva. So th- I feel like maybe this is an extension of that and maybe a more uh, poignant take on it. I don't know. It could be interesting. I'm just saying. I'm not really into Andor, but I mean, that aspect of it could be interesting. So, and it looks like it's the trailer is very well put together. It makes me like curious to see what goes on. So, looks a little grittier. What sets this apart a little bit from the other Disney Star Wars shows is all they shot all this on location. They did not use the volume. So, like that shot in the beginning when they're on a mountain, they're in on a fucking mountain. Also shot at Pinewood Studios. They pretty much shot it like they shot Rogue One. Like, it's a movie, so it matches Rogue One. So, I thought that was interesting. It looks great. I love the uh, birth of the rebellion, the infiltration uh, of the Empire and him and the spy thriller. Uh, it's 12 episodes, and we're going to be getting three. Whoa. Right at the jump. Yeah, it's a long one. Uh, so That helps, 12. I think that's better than like Boba Fett and Obi-Wan were both, what, six? Yes, which is uh, the six episode seems really short, and so a lot of the Marvel shows. Yeah, the six episode thing is just they need to stop until doing that. Daredevil. It, it just it doesn't feel like uh, it, you just it's not long enough for you to really get invested. Remember, when we thought the Netflix the thirteens were like too long, but it was how they used the thirteen episodes. Twelve seems good. Like I'm eight eight to ten, eight to yeah, twelve. I'm almost getting mad that yeah, like, I think ten is a good number. Eight eight to ten is a good number. Yeah. We were complaining about 22 episodes, and now we're like, fucking six? Really? Come on. Uh, there's no pleasing anybody sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it, it does all, it, it all comes down to execution, and just they, both Star Wars and Marvel haven't really done six episodes all that well. 
No. It always feels like it what needs What was Mandalorian? More. Eight? Ten? I think Mandalorian Nine? is eight. It okay. can't. It's got to be more than six. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's six. coming out next year. So after Andor, then we will get Mandalorian season three. Uh, okay. Then I got some MCU news hot off the heels of all the fun San Diego Comic-Con news. You know, phase five, phase six, Avengers, the King Dynasty, Avengers Secret Wars. Well, they have picked a director for Avengers, the King Dynasty. The first one, it is Destin Daniel Cretton, director of Shang-Chi, who's also in charge of a Wonder Man show uh, for Disney+. Plus. Uh, comments, reactions to this. And he's not he's not doing the other one, which I th- we don't know what the we other don't know one who's is doing yet. the other one, which I thought was interesting that they didn't announce I mean, he's doing both. Yeah, he seems to be in the Marvel style. He seems to kind of gel well with them. So, yeah, it seems okay. He fits. I was I was definitely shocked. Oh yeah. I just I didn't see it coming. Yeah. But I I think he did. I think Shang-Chi was a good movie. I think it was a little bogged down by things that I don't know necessarily were in his control. Mm-hmm. Two things being one a big CGI fight at the end, yep. two uh, just bogged down with a lot of jokes that didn't need to be there. But I thought Shang Chi was like very well shot at some points in the, the you know the fight choreography. So he definitely captured a, a lot of things that were unique to Marvel uh, at that time. I think, um, yeah, I think like what Rug said, I think he probably he works well with the team, and and they want someone that they can work well with, and he he can bring a little bit of a different action flair. I think. I think this also says a lot for Shang-Chi as a character. Like, if oh, you yeah. look at the Russos, oh, yeah. they were doing Captain America, and he had a big role in those movies. I think Shang-Chi, I think they're potentially shutting up Shang-Chi as, like, the leader of the Avengers. Oh, okay. I can see that. So, I was shocked. I was a little surprised, but, you know, the more I thought about it, I don't have a problem with the pick. I am curious. Like, it, it seems like he has to do Secret Wars because these movies are coming out so close that you'd almost feel like you have to film these back to back. But then I've seen stuff on the internet where people are like, a Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars might have like two completely different plots it, with like might. different sets of characters. That, so maybe they do another director for they it. I don't know. could shoot them both at the same time to get them out within six months. By the way, we talked about what other movie uh, the closest this has been done was. It was Matrix. Revolutions and Reloaded, I believe, came out six months apart. Wow! I mean, it almost—it seems like Daniel or Dustin Daniel Cretton has to direct Secret War. Like, I don't. Does he? I mean, if you think about, so let's think about the storyline. If you got this cosmic Kang Dynasty storyline, yeah, but you're using the beat. You're going to have to film these so close together. And like, yes, there's going to be the same. Some of the same characters you got to imagine are going to be in both of the movies. But what if that's like that takes place on Earth and in space, and then at the end of that one, bam. You are on Battle World, like in Secret Wars, so you could film all the Battle World stuff at the same time. I don't know. I don't know. But you're going to have a different voice doing that? Right. That didn't work for the latest Star Wars trilogy, did it? No, I mean, it's hmm. not even that. It's just the fact that, I mean, these movies are coming out six months apart. But they almost seem like, like t- there's two standalone Avengers movies. Kind of. So you could have two complete different creatives. That's, yeah, that's weird. It's just I don't, the logistics of that are very. It's years away, so like they have plenty of time to like pick a director. You got to shoot it at the same time. Yeah, we'll see who they pick for Secret War. Who do you guys? Who would you want? You would want him also, or is there somebody that you think would be fun to see? It seems like they're just going back and picking from people who have already. Like directed if a we talk about who's just done movies for Marvel and Marvel has a good relationship with that, they kind of feel good about. There's not really that many people we can spit out. No. Uh, 
like the the Spider Man guy, he's not doing anything right now. He he was the first guy I thought of that I think works what like Marvel really well, likes. They, they clearly wanted him to do Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see them doing him, but he he pulled out of Fantastic. Raimi made a lot of money, but it was kind nah. of a weird ass movie. I don't know oh, if they want to keep Raimi's doing weird ass stuff now. with. Uh, no, that, that aesthetic wouldn't work. Um, Taika wouldn't work. James Gunn, you don't want to no. give it to no, Taika's got bad, starting to get bad press. Gun does. You don't want to do. You don't want to have gun. Gun works in his little pocket. Right, I don't think yeah. I want him doing that. I'm trying to think. You got Peyton Reed. Peyton Reed's kind of a vanilla director. Yeah, a lot like that could work. Yeah, you. It almost seems like you just have to pick Destin Daniels just because. Yeah. You want? I don't know. I feel like you, you. If you want these two movies, I feel like these two movies are going to connect in some way. You got to have. I get it's just that timing, six months apart. I feel crazy. like his movie has the most kinetic energy. I mean, literally. Yeah. And I, figuratively. Yeah, no, I think. Sh- <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. Chi is a great example of like the Marvel house style, just executed really well for the most part. Right? It's got everything. Uh, and no, I think he's a solid. Well, he, pick. But he directed the the like the fight scenes. He directed those really well. Oh yeah, yeah. The one on the bus is great, and the you know the fights with his father are great and, at the and end. He drew and he drew some good performances out of the characters. Yeah. I mean, he's not a bad pick. I just wasn't. I just didn't see it coming. Yeah, that's crazy. I thought they were. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I didn't see them need to direct, pick a director this soon. If you Go don't have the drugs. Russos, like you really have, uh, you know, slim pickings. Yeah, I'm trying to think who else. Like the, I mean, John Favreau's not coming back. That, that was would, one of my buddies oh, said, called that. He's Favreau. like, I bet they pick Favreau to come back. No, Favreau's busy with Star Wars right now. Yeah, he's, he's a good too time busy with Star there. Wars. Joss Whedon's on the no-no list. Oh, boy. Could he make a comeback? No, uh, I don't even want him, pick him to do Secret Wars. Uh, I don't know. We ever directed Captain Marvel that no one cares about. <laughs> no, they, no, they, they, they don't even get the second one. Yeah, they s- yeah, they're not even doing yeah. the second one. Oh, give one. it to like the Bilal and uh, those guys who are doing Batgirl and did you, 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 the, the Miss Marvel yeah, people. Yeah, the Miss Marvel guys. <laughs> give it to them. Why not? Look at I think it's a, I think that's a big jump from a TV show to Avengers. Give it to the Moon Knight people. I don't know. Uh, well, it's, were they? Was that Bilal? Which one was Bilal? He was the, the, the they did the Miss Marvel. Who was yeah. the uh, maybe the guys who did? Um, Falcon Winter Soldier. I don't like that. I don't like that. They're, they had they're a couple doing, of good action sequences in it, though. They did. They're, do, they're actually the, the writer for that is doing New World Order for Captain America. Well, they'll get somebody. We'll find out. I got to find a new shocked. person. Crazy pick, though. Chad Stileski. Get it. Yeah, yeah, dude. Get, get a John, <laughs> John Wick, Wick guy. Get a fucking yeah. John Wick. Does an no, Avengers get, uh, movie. Get uh, freaking Robert Mulkey or whatever from the show, uh, Highlander. Get John Robert Mulcahy? Mulkey, yes. Get him. John Millius still alive? John Millius? <laughs> I don't know if he's still alive, but he would make the fucking... That would be the best movie you ever saw. It, there would be no dialogue whatsoever. <laughs> well, that was because of because of Arnold couldn't speak English. Speaking of '80s action movies, I do. If listener, if this is your first show, I do want to recommend you go back to our last episode. We did an amazing '80s action movie tournament showdown bracket style. We came out with one winner, greatest action movie ever. It was a really fun show. Uh, I I gotta confess, guys, when I was listening back and editing that show, there were picks. That you would say the pick, and I had just done the show. I'm editing the show, and my first reaction was, "Oh Jesus, I hope we picked the right movie." <laughs> and I was so nervous editing that. And I, but I you think, know what? We did. 
I we think did. for the most part we did. I fucked with it a couple of times because for the most I could. Part, we picked the right the right movie did win. Well, listen, back. when you have this I this way of doing it, when two people vote and then it's and now it's all completely in your hands. You have a yeah. you will a lot of power at that. I point. know you could really fuck things up. Yeah, and we tried, but <laughs> I got a couple of news stories now, keeping in that theme with our boy Sylvester Stallone, who was represented well represented in a couple of movies. In the tournament, uh, he's not out he of didn't, it. Uh, he didn't do go very far though in the tournament. I'll he just that. had matchups that were really crazy. He had he was yeah. in like three three movies, four movies. We had like he four. didn't he, he, he didn't have a layup. Four he stuff, did not have a layup. Well, maybe his layup comes now because Amazon is making a movie, a superhero movie. They made the movie. It's made. It's called Samaritan. They put out their first trailer for it, and it is about old ass Sly playing a retired superhero called the samaritan and of course there's a young boy who's gonna coax him out of retirement to save the neighborhood because it's gone to shit uh did you guys see this how does this look uh rugs let's start it looks with bad but i'm gonna watch it <laughs> okay that was the reaction i was looking for uh anthony action movie stallone what do you make of this yep. It's funny, you put this in, the, someone put it in a chat, yep. but I had already seen the trailer yep. because I was browsing through Amazon, and I saw it, or I was browsing through YouTube, I saw it, I said, this is, what, like, this what is serendipitous, what kind of timing is I this? Know, right? I just did an 80s yes. show, and now Sylvester Stallone has a movie coming out, and I watched it, and yeah, I mean, it looks like complete garbage, <laughs> but... Uh, if Rug says it's it's worth watching, then I'll watch it. <laughs> I, I'm not. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> I just say I'm going to watch it because I'm gonna. I'll watch anything with like that, whether it's good or bad. You know, I'll watch it. At least give it a watch. So I will agree that it also does not look great, but I'm fucking watching Stallone be a retired superhero. Are you fucking kidding me? How can you pass that up? It's on. It's a free movie for all intents and purposes. It's like, do I want to watch The Crown? Like, you know, it's a fucking award-winning show, but boring as fuck about history. Or do I watch Stallone pretend to be a superhero who doesn't give a fuck anymore? Like, that's what I'm watching. You know, is this just? Stallone doing his best Hancock impersonation. Like, oh my god, we've seen this movie before. It is <laughs> yeah, kind of like Hancock. Well, uh, it sounds like the kid in the movie was recently on Umbrella Academy season three. Uh, and you also have uh, who else is in this? Is oh Martin Starr? Uh, you see in the trailer. No, right. it looks it <laughs> looks ridiculous. But I'm gonna check it out. Stallone having a little bit of a renaissance at the moment with some. Shows and some social media reactions. Case in point, he is also going to be in a show on Paramount Plus called Tulsa King, created by Tyler Sheridan, who has created Yellowstone and that whole franchise. He is playing a mobster that's hiding out in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, on this Paramount Plus show. And I gotta say, I think he looks badass at his age right now with that silver goatee. What do you think? I think he still looks... I didn't see the trailer for this. Is no, there a trailer? There's no trailer. There's just a picture. But he's going to look like he does in the Samaritan trailer. Like... Yeah, no, he looks... He looks, he looks good for a guy that has pumped, like, hundreds of vials of HGH into his body. <laughs> in his 70s, he looks pretty fucking badass. Like, uh, yeah, funny. he's pretty old. Yeah, he's old. He's 76. Wow. Oh, my God. He's mid-70. Holy shit, he's 76 now. Arnold is He's older close, than my dad. Right? Yeah. Wow. And I'm old. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. So Stallone's, uh, he's, look, he's at 76, he's still got it a little bit. It's going to be very interesting. What, what do, here, here's the thing. Like, these things that, these movies that are 
straight to Amazon Prime yeah, and all yeah. that. And we're going to talk about one on the Netflix. Yep. Like the, I feel like these are cut above, you know, straight to DVD or something like that. Yeah. But, but. it's also kind of close to that. Yes. So I'm just, I, I, I feel like. But that's I where the conflicted. magic is, Anthony. That's where the magic. That? That's where the, the straight magic to DVD. Is. Because there's less oversight and there's more of a chance of something different coming out. It's more of a chance that now I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I think a lot of these things have been very like, you know, by the numbers and uh, not that risky. But like, I feel like every once in a while, we're going to catch something good off of this. It's not going to be this movie, obviously, (laughs) but. I mean, um, a lot of these movies have like potential for greatness and they always miss it. Do they have I mean, with a few greatness? changes, but none of them. They always it always ends up being yeah. Straight to streaming is the new direct to video. Uh, no, I think it's a cut above. I'm just saying. I, I just have mixed feelings on. I I I love seeing Stallone. Like no one wants like the fact that I had to find out that Bruce Willis released like 20 movies right. straight to DVD yeah. was like heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, like I know Stallone is not doing that, but. We're close. It's We're no, close. it is close, but it can be like Rug said. If there is nobody gives a fuck, that can be fun if they could get that Look, across. Let me just say this. Um, for example, uh, um, uh, Highlander came out in the theaters. Anthony, paid yes. <laughs> money to go sit yeah. down and watch that. Yes, yeah, that was back then. Yeah. Zardoz <laughs> came out in the theater. Okay, like. Some direct-to-video stuff is way better than that. Yeah, I mean, occasionally yeah. you get like a Palm Springs, right, or an Irishman, but yeah, that's right. Again, yeah. it's a cut above. It's just there's levels to there's this, and this absolutely this, levels. This seems like a movie yeah. that would have gone to DVD or video. Yeah, if that it should be a for... fucking showdown. Direct-to-video, direct-to-video oh, bracket, and the movie we're going to talk about also is like a cut above that, but still doesn't reach where we'll get to it. It's kind of interesting. Uh, I have one last crazy story about Stallone before I get to that. Listener, check out our T Public shop. Visit jockinner.com slash shop. You can buy t-shirts, hoodies, uh, tote bags, cell phone cases, mugs with the Jockinner logo with Rug Boy's face. Lots of fun stuff there. Link in the description. Okay. The last thing is regarding the Rocky franchise, which was not eligible for the tournament for good reason. It was fine. It can have its own tournament. Uh, they're making Creed 3. Sports movie. It's a sports movie. We were talking yeah. about action movies. Creed 3 uh, in production. Michael B. Jordan starring and directing. Apparently, Jonathan Majors is like the his uh, opponent, the protagonist. Should be exciting. They've pushed that back a little bit. Stallone not involved with Creed 3. He has bowed out of that. Then they announced they're doing a spinoff Rocky film called Drago about uh, Dolph Lundgren. And I get no, there's no details in his son, right? Played by... Florian Muntiu, who was also in Shang-Chi as Razor Fist. So, and you saw him in the second Creed movie. Uh, and then Stallone gets all salty and starts calling people out on Instagram. Did you guys catch any of this going no. on? I did. He also he called out Dolph. He even like said that he was like, it was like, like something along the lines of, I guess like, you know who your real friends are. Like, I wish he would have told me before he started doing what this. What were his comments largely? What was his beef? Do you remember? Yeah, it was basically like that they're they're doing a Drago film. They never asked him. He's not making any money. Yeah. He never wanted to see the series spin off like this. And like it's his baby. And they never told him that this was happening. And again, he's not. I don't think he's even involved. So he's not getting anything out of it. 
Uh, and then Dolph uh, posted back. He's like, everybody relax. It's very early. I was told that we were talking to him. We we're going to loop him in. You know, everybody calm down. Well, w- what we need to really see is we need to put those two men back in the ring and, and have them just fucking duke it out in their old ass bodies. <laughs> yes, in, in real life. Just film yeah, it just real, and make it a movie. Well, and we already know who's going to win. It's Dolph because we know from Rocky Four on said he punched he Stallone was such a madman that he had him punch him in the chest and I think he had like a, like he had to like take days or weeks off of set like I think his chest caved in how old is Dolph he's only 64 so Dolph could absolutely Dolph's actually a legit like martial artist like right now Dolph Lundgren could legit kick Stallone's ass right <laughs> what do you think, think well, I don't know how much like kind of shape half taller than him yeah yeah he is what about Dolph and Arnold right now who wins that battle current age oh Arnold has got like heart problems and shit oh yeah yeah Dolph, Dolph is the last remaining one uh, with any bulk. Uh, like Dolph direct, directed a shitload of direct-to-video movies. Oh, he's yeah, he's done a lot. Yeah. I, was gonna, I was just going to recap. St- Lundgren punched Ch- Stallone's chest that he, so hard that he slammed his heart against his breast bone and caused his heart to swell. Oh, my Lord. He suffered from labored breathing and a blood pressure over 200 and was flown to, to basically a medical ses- center and put in intensive care for eight days. During filming. During filming, because he had him punch him in the chest. And you got to imagine Dolph is like trying to pull his punch, too, right? Yeah. And, and he still apparently, hits him. Apparently that movie, too, Carl Weathers and Lundgren didn't really like each other because Lundgren was like tossing him around. <laughs> Shit, Dolph's and, a big yeah, guy. So like Lundgren, I guess, was pretty aggressive on set with those guys. A lot of testosterone, a lot of roids lot, going lot, on there. A lot of steroids going on back then. And you, you had out of control with those roids. You had roids. three alpha males on set filming stuff with their shirts off, punching each other. Yeah. Yes, Stallone has not had eighties baby. <laughs> Stallone has not <laughs> had a good relationship with the producer of Rocky or one Irwin Winkler, who's like in his nineties, and yeah, he wants. Okay, to here's here's what, here's what I'll things. say about this. Yeah. All jokes aside, Rocky or Rocky fucking hell, Stallone should be getting all the royalties from all this stuff if they're going to do this. Absolutely, absolutely. He created and wrote the first one, right? Yeah. It should he be a should no be brainer. Yeah. It shouldn't even be possible to do anything without, without pa- yeah, without yeah, having, unless he yeah. was just an idiot. I don't, I don't know all the full details. And and sold maybe, the rights off yeah. or whatever. Maybe yeah. he pulled the Lucas and sold the rights off, yeah. and then he's just crying about sour grapes. But I, I feel like you that know, could be it, dude. It's like when we talk about the comic creators that never get anything. Yeah, like, it's the same you know. thing, and now he's all salty. Uh, Who knows? But, but I think, I think it seems like on the surface he should be involved. I don't have a problem with a Drago movie for what it's worth, but. I, I mean, think Stallone should be involved in some in, or get a penny, get something. Yeah, his name should be on there. Executive producer, something uh, run it by him. He, he wrote and directed. He wrote Rocky he wrote, Oscar. And what an Oscar. Know, I'm not saying I'm saying he wrote, wrote Rocky four as well. And directed oh, that. he wrote four too. So he came up with the character. But he right. Won a, yeah. He won a fucking Oscar for the first movie. Show the man some respect. Uh, you know what? I, it would be nice to see him in the third Creed movie, but that's fine. Just put his name in there. He should have won. I'll, I'll throw this. I'll put my Oscar hat on. Should have won Best Supporting Actor for, for Creed. Uh, Creed. Yeah, he was awesome in Creed. Was he nominated? I don't remember. Mm, yeah, he should have won. He's really good. And it's why I'm kind of interested in this Tulsa King TV show where he's a mobster. Like, I kind of want to see that some drama acting. Uh, out of all the '80s guys, there, there's some that could act. But he would legitimately, when he wanted to be a good actor, yeah. he could act. 
Yeah, when he got emotional and he breaks down, you fucking bought it, man. You, yeah, you know? he was very involved creatively, too. He's a creative dude. Yeah. Th- then he made two uh, comedies in the early 90s and almost <laughs> sank his career. Stop or my mom will shoot. <laughs> he wanted to branch out, and, and uh, no one wanted that. Well, he looked at what Schwarzenegger was doing with twins yeah, and kindergarten yeah. cop. He was yeah. like, oh, well, I could do that, too, man. Blah, blah, blah. Could not replicate that. Yeah, yeah, I heard really. a story that Schwartz, they were in such big competition back then, Schwarzenegger and Stallone. That Schwarzenegger saw the script for Sh- Stop or I'll Shoot My Mom or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, put out in the press that he planned on doing that movie. And then Stallone saw that. And he was like, no, I'll fucking do that movie. Oh, and then Stallone did the movie. Oh, no. And Schwarzenegger was like, I knew that was a fucking terrible script. Ah. I just wanted him to take it. Oh, shit. He fucking made him call his bluff there. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I think I, re- I heard that on like the rewatchables, like Bill Simmons podcast. It's and true because like, Arnold had some great comedies and Stallone could never... And they hated problem. each other back then. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That should be a movie. Somebody make that a biopic. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's coming. Oh, my the God. Rivalry? It's yes. It's oh, That'd yeah. be amazing. All right. That's a good place. To take. Let's take a break. Play some promos here. We're going to come back and we're going to review a top tier, mid tier, lower tier Netflix action movie. We'll find out right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, Gerald from Two Peas on a Podcast here. So you're listening to a podcast that you love right now. Chances are I love it too. In the independent podcast community, we all support each other, which is why you're currently hearing this promo. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about my show in the hopes that maybe you'll check it out. I welcome a different co-host each week, usually other podcasters, friends of mine, or random folks from the entertainment industry. Together, we count down our top five favorite things for whatever that week's topic is. It's often centered around music, movies, TV, and pop culture. We have over 250 episodes spanning nearly five years of programming, so there's bound to be something on our feed that's just for you. We release new episodes of Two Peas every Wednesday. For links to all of our content and to subscribe via your favorite podcast app, just go to our website. It's www.twopeasonapod.com. We can't wait to welcome you to the party. My name's Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. I started the show as a way to offload some of my thoughts every week, and I quickly found out that I wasn't really alone in those thoughts, and I was connecting with other people who kind of felt the same way as me. So join me each week as I pour some whiskey and offload some thoughts about news, entertainment, politics, just whatever might come to my head during the week. So that's the Adulting with Donnie podcast, and you can find it anywhere that awful podcasts are served and also great podcasts. Listener, if you've been enjoying the Jock and Nerd podcast, you can join our awesome fan club, to support the show, visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jock and Nerd! Uh, and there's multiple tiers. You can support the show on a monthly or annual basis. We have uh, a bonus podcast feed for everyone. The shows come out early. There's bonus episodes, bonus content, instant reactions to new movies that we all go and see. We do a monthly Discord hangout. You will get access to that just for Patreon subscribers. August's Discord is tentatively scheduled for Thursday, August 18th. 2022, 8 p.m. Central Time. Check our Patreon page, of course, always for the latest date. And there's a You Pick It tier where you can pick any movie to force us to watch and review. Always a lot of fun and eye-opening to movies. Uh, Jockinner.com slash Patreon. Check that out. Let's get to our review this week. It is the new big-budget Netflix action movie titled The Gray Man. 
Uh, here is your spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Prepare to be spoiled! Apropos clip. All right, it's perfect. Uh, I got Ooh. the little Captain America. There's a reason this is the gray man, gray with an A. I think that's important because you can also spell with an E. One is a name, one's a color. Does anybody remember which is which? I guess this is not really important. But no, the, I don't remember. No, I don't know. Anyways, a, the the A one is a color, and E is the name. I always no. forget. No, I don't know. Anyways, and, gray with the E. Oh no, no, actually, yeah, either works. Gray with the E Y is British English. A Y is American English. Oh, they both mean the same thing. Blimey, blimey! Yeah, it's those people's fault. I get it. Uh, this Gray Man is actually based on a series of novels uh, that came out in 2009 of the same name by Mark Greeny. On Rotten Tomatoes, uh, the tomato meter currently 45%. Ooh, 5.5 wow. out of 10 on the critic side. Audience side, 91%. Ooh, uh, yeah, big, big gap there. Who's more wrong? Yeah, we'll find out. We're going to have to figure that out. This is net- one of Netflix's most expensive Movies, uh, this and the Red Notice, both budget of two hundred million dollars. Do we watch the Red Notice? We did, and we reviewed the Red Notice. The Is Rock, that the one with the uh, the Rock, okay, cool. and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. Yes, got it. Also, two hundred million dollars. So this is an even bigger spend for Netflix, uh, and. Why that clip is appropriate? Because listener, this movie is directed by Aunt Joe and Anthony Russo, and written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Marcus and McFeely reteaming up with the Russo brothers to make an action movie that stars Chris Evans and also Ryan Gosling. Anna de Armas is in this. Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Jessica Henwick. You remember Alfre Woodard and yeah. Reggie John Page from The Bridgerton, which is very popular. From what I understand, never watched one episode of the Bridgerton. Yeah, and you forgot about Wagner Mora, who was uh, El Chapo, or not El Chapo. Uh, oh, Wagner Mora playing. Yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, fucking the, Col- the Colombian drug dealer that got was famous. Escobar's. Es- yep. Oh, he Pablo played Escobar. Escobar. Well, then I can't leave out my boy Danush as Lone Wolf, <laughs> the assassin. I got a brown guy assassin, and he was badass. Uh, and it's just it's just one name, Danush. I love that. That's his name. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Anthony, yeah. what happens during Netflix's most expensive movie, The Gray Man? This is about a secret part of the CIA where they communicate. Is that the word? Communicate? Commune? Sentences? Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, of convicted killer or yes. criminals and have them essentially work as hired guns for the CIA. The latest one is Six. His name is Six. He's played by Ryan Gosling. And he is involved in a mission where he finds out he has to kill another ex-CIA uh, killer, Four. And in doing so, he finds out uh, there's a lot more going on than he thought. And he's basically on the run uh, trying to not get caught by the CIA, who is now hunting him with a sociopath played by... Uh, Chris Evans, I think his name is something with an L. Lloyd Hansen and, yep. and a lovely porn stash. On great the great porn stash. Great yeah. porn stash. Uh, yeah, you know, the, if that plot reminds you of lots of things, well, it should because uh, it should. It's a, this story this bites a lot of things. Unimaginative plot I've ever heard. 
It's like literally like every movie is like you, Mission Impossible. You're on the knock list. They're yes. trying to get you. Blah blah blah. You know, it's like it's every fucking Bourne. It's Jason Bourne. Yeah. It's James Bond. It's a little yep. John Wick. Yep. yep, yep. All those things mushed together. Anthony, what do you think coming out of this big budget, big action Russo brothers? Did it get you? So I watched this last night and I was I was pretty tired. I threw this on and like just like oh man, two hours of this. I threw it on. And then I read the reviews after, and I went, I'm way closer to the audience. I thought this was great. Oh, shit. I had a great oh, time with this movie. Hell. I know it's derivative of everything yeah. that you've ever seen. Yeah. But hell, you got Ryan Gosling being a kind of a silent badass. You got Chris Evans just like chewing up scenery. You got a collision course between them. You got Billy Bob Thornton. Again, we've, we just reviewed a bunch of 80s movies. This is just kind of hit in the right way, and there's a, a million action scenes. My favorite being Ryan Gosling's character handcuffed to a bench. Yes. And no one can kill him. That's amazing. There's, and I thought it was yes. actually pretty creative. And I, I just, I liked everything. I had a great time with the movie. I know there's a lot of um, <laughs> weird ways it's lit up, but I had a, a fantastic time with this movie. And Very interesting. It, I, the, uh, the critics are wrong and the audience is correct. <laughs> Watch shit. Green Man. Wow. This is great. That's a solid endorsement. It's fucking awesome. There's also a young girl <laughs> named Claire, played by Julia Butters, who you would remember from uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She was the little girl oh. in that movie. Oh, okay. That's where she's from. Ah, you know what? I was not expecting that, but I will admit, Gosling is a badass, and there's easily nine to 12 action scenes in this fucking movie. And I thought they were actually executed pretty well. You could follow them, they were thrilling. Uh, they had me on the edge of my seat. The stuff that goes on between the action scenes, you could just fast forward through that. Not really important. There are a couple of funny things that repeat, and I have a few criticisms, but uh, I thought the action was pretty good. Rugs, what did you think? I disagree. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, no, I, I'll say this. I was entertained. Uh, and I thought that it looked like a very uh, a theater movie, like a blockbuster film. It felt like a blockbuster film I was watching on TV. So they succeeded in that uh, way. Now, we just did this big 80s thing. Yeah. But so, number one, yeah, yeah. these movies were filmed in the 80s. Right. And um, we're now like 30 years later. And if you're going to make 40. a movie like an 80s in 80, with an 80s like uh, – abandon of like logic right for example like the 80s had there's no rhyme or reason to anything they just did shit they blew shit up none of it fucking made sense but there was also like all of this like saucy taboo weird shit that was going on that's just batshit crazy so if you don't have at least some of that like extra garnish it, it doesn't make it as sexy yes yeah so um so you have to just take it at face value face value the action scenes are are pretty pretty fun uh, some of them are a little CG, but yeah, the, they yeah. were fun. Uh, some of them were a little too long. Like that one on the tram was just like, okay, enough. Like yeah, well, that was my the, favorite like, scene out of the whole movie. I thought that was a fantastic I, I, sequence. I was just like, okay, this needs to be over. And the, and then the same thing with the one on the bench. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, are we really doing this? Like, this is like out of control. Like, this looks like something would be in an '80s movie, but like, yeah, <laughs> but like, <laughs> there's no. But it, that's the only thing that seems like 80s about it, that they have reckless abandon for logic. And I'm like, well, that's not enough. But even Lloyd Hansen goes, how hard is it to shoot somebody watching yeah, all this, like they, right? They're in on it. They yeah. obviously know they're doing it. But I was just like, I, I, for some reason, it, it, and the thing is, when you can see that there's potential for a lot better of a film, 
uh, or a lot better of a plot, and they just kind of like, eh, who cares? This is a fucking Netflix movie. We're gonna blow shit up. It, yeah, it just it it degrades it for me a little bit. So, but I did enjoy it on on the I'm watching an action movie level. But um, as I said, it would it was kind of like it it had no teeth. It just had like every once in a while lapses of, of logic. It had <laughs> lots of explosions. Yeah, it didn't have a, it. Had no. Bullets. I get where you're going because like I'm in the middle. Like I, while I loved the action scenes, there is some. There's a Gosling like a, was good. Gosling so was, was bad. Gosling was badass. Chris Evans was good, but there's like a paint by numbers feel about the the way they stitched it together. It's Hell that, yeah, there is. That kind of leaves it cold though, it's, but it doesn't. But, but the bad guy never has his comeuppance. You never uh, see the, who the, the old man they're right? talking yeah. about. Carmichael gets away with it and destroys the drive at the end, right? And then he's still he still right. has his job. They all do. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? They kill off the crazy bad guy. Yeah. Boy. Um and then they the for some reason this guy's about to kill uh him and, and the girl tranquilizes him. Oh like, she, yeah, she came out just of nowhere. so he could come back, and then uh, just weird. It was just weird, weird decision making. Okay, wait, let me point out a, you mean yeah. awesome decision making. <laughs> the the uh the end scene where they where they do the mano a mano, yes. let's just toss the guns away. Yeah, that's cool. That was easy. I was like, I, was like I love this. They just need to take off their shirts. Yeah, they should have taken their shirts off. They, that, that in an eighties movie, we would have seen some breasts. That scene is that happened in Action Jackson. That has Action Jackson DNA. Remember, he's like, that, don't fight me with that in, gun. That happens in every. It happens in every movie. It was very eighties <laughs> DNA. So I appreciated a lot of that. There 80s was some eighties DNA. DNA in there, but it's just like a lot of it was at the point of like. Well, if you're going to do it, let's do it all. Let's do like the girls in bikinis. Let's do the guys with the shirts <laughs> off. Let's fucking lather fucking. I mean, there was one sequence where you had Ryan Gosling with his shirt off. And that yeah, was cool. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, let's do it. If you want to do it, you want you want to throw fucking logic out the window. Let's do a fucking 80s movie. Let's get some fucking greatly manicured hair flowing in the wind. Let's fucking have like uh, I want to see someone's package sticking through their fucking pants. I want to see it all. I want to see John Claude Van Damme's butt crack. Like this, I want to see we're doing an '80s movie. Come on, what are we fucking around here for? It's like an it's like you're gonna go watch an '80s movie, but like it's like it's just like uh, dressed up as something else. But it, it was fun. It was fun. I, I loved, I loved the the like I mentioned before the bench scene. I loved the when he's in the 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 carrier and then they they have to kill him. And they don't know that, and he doesn't realize they're trying to kill him, and he has to like get out, and he's like blowing up the plane. I love that. Oh yeah, the C one thirty. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I loved. Uh, I loved Gosling as just in general. I thought he's done this kind of role before with Drive, so I knew he could play a badass. I thought he was great. As mentioned, Chris Evans. There were a few times I was fucking laughing. <laughs> he has some Chris crazy Evans. lines. Yeah, some of those lines he was saying. I think he, I think he was just having a great time on set. I love the, uh, the the sweeping like. There's drone oh, they shots love their going through everything. In this one. I love, I love the big title cards. I love their big city titles and white. I love that it's a globe trotting movie. Yeah. Yeah, lots of locations, lots of locations. I, I loved everything. The only thing I didn't like is that the 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 main guy doesn't get his comeuppance. But I realize that they're making a sequel, so oh, fuck it. Yeah, they're trying to build a whole fucking. They, they need to, you know what they need franchise. to do is they need to bring in fucking uh, Hemsworth from Extraction and have a fucking showdown between him and Gosling. That's that they need to make this a whole thing. <laughs> I mean, I think the show. That's how. I measuring it i think this movie holds up almost to extraction level i still think i like extraction a little bit better i don't know why but this thing definitely got close Extraction's a little bit more straightforward right yeah i don't really ask a lot where this one you're trying to get invested in the plot and the plot is is 
There's a lot of everything you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'll I'll put this below extraction. Yeah. uh, Justin, I feel like extraction works better. It just has, it, it's just this very, as I said, it's very simple Mm. and, uh, Yes, derivative as well, but it just it, it it doesn't have any a lot of as many lapses in in um in logic as this movie obviously does, do you, and they know it. You do, know, do you realize two people blow themselves up in this movie protecting? Oh yeah, what tw- tw- did that need to happen twice? No, yes. it yes. one time enough. Fucking Alfred Woodard does it. Okay, does it. All right, we all know that uh, Marcus and McFeely and the Russos have an immense talent. Yeah, right. Yes, you know they can write any. They can write better than this. They chose. To, they they chose to do this. So it's like I'm like it, it is disappointing to me in some way. If I, I expected more from them, what what I think is happening. If I'm being, I, I am being honest, but I'm also being a little facetious. But what if I think what I think is happening is. They're getting paid a shit ton by these streamers. This time, Netflix, they got a lot of money, and they—I don't know if they view this platform as like the most high art. Even though they did criticize theaters, I think they're just kind of making fun movies and getting paid. Yeah, not I don't, taking I don't it know seriously. if they actually—I don't think—I don't think they're actually—I uh, don't know if they're necessarily trying to make like earth-shattering movies right now. I mean, but why would they want to have something that's not bulletproof? Well, they there was a. I mean, this was awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. I don't know. I immediately when I watched it, I was like, "This is entertaining." But they, how much better this movie could have been? So, also, <laughs> look, they're clearly trying to create a spy franchise, like their own James yeah. Bond, Mission Impossible. Yep. Do you think this is a good start? And do you think it's a good strategy to start a franchise on a streaming service as opposed to like a big theatrical movie? Well, Netflix is going to pay them, so yeah. I don't know if it's a, it's it's a whatever idea. I think I saw a quote that they said, and basically Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans are really happy because the fans, the percentage they got of the ninety one percent of fans was really high. Yeah, and they're listening to the fans, and they think the fans actually like this. Right, it's so. clearly a movie that plays to just to that. And it does, I wish it, it was well. the eighties movie that it it wanted to be. It almost right. I, I yeah. feel like it was it's, it was playing it either too. Trying to be too much of like a, a now movie and, and trying too much to be an A's movie, but being neither. Mm. What did you think of Chris Evans, Rugs? Thought it was, was fine. Yeah. I, I felt like that it was sucked that he was just sitting there like being the man. At, he in, didn't go the after him. Yeah, like, he's sending people after him instead like, of going just, after you, him himself. And then, you, I mean, they were saving him for the end. That's yeah, what they were doing. Right. right. Like it was almost like commando level where like the guy who was obsessed with him, you yeah. know, it was like, all right, I'm into this. But then they just put him and he was like leading the team and like, you know, yelling and, and it was like, it was okay. But like, I feel like they could have, as I said, I feel like they, it was like just a little bit, uh, because neutered. they, they, uh, they, they saddle it with the, what's his name? Six's backstory and his father issues. And now he, this father fucking tortured him while he went to jail. You know, I love I do love the fact that he's been trained not to like flinch or feel any pain at all or react and just keep going. Uh but that all that father issue is kind of how do you play that into like an eight into the eighties tone of eighties action movies? I guess you could still have that. I feel like that yeah, eighties action movies they have so much like reckless abandon for everything that you, you gotta kind of throw it all in or or touches of it, like uh to really get away with like just like throwing logic out the window and and having fun because we want to be having 
It's kind of, I don't know. It's like, I'm trying to, uh, it's like having a party, but having no drugs there. It's <laughs> a lame party. It's like, yeah, we're a party. We <laughs> have fucking food. We got music. We got fucking dancing, blah, 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 but we got no drugs. So it's like, okay, <laughs> so we can go to one level. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like you need drugs. So fucking crazy shit can happen. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, Anna de Armas running and blowing shit up in the third act was fucking badass. But she was wearing like a mask the whole time. You couldn't even tell it was her. That's a good point. It was her character. But whoever that was, it looked fucking cool. If it was an 80s movie, it would be a completely different it's scene. Like, that's why I'm torn about how I feel about this. I love the action scenes, but overall, it comes off as a little cold. And it, like it did, it had some DNA of 80s action that could have yeah i have mixed feelings about it i'm not down on it i don't think it sucks no i i think it's definitely like a watchable experience and fun but i also am a little bit disappointed that this is what the russos and their team yeah uh with all of this money like they could have even they could have had a 10 i mean for anthony's a 10 but for me it's not but (laughs) it's uh, up there for sure it's, it's definitely like it they succeeded in, in this. This is where they really succeeded. Is they made me feel like I was in the theater when I was watching it, and it yeah, was that's good. it felt theatrical, and yeah. that is that that's a great boon for them because uh, you know not every movie that you see on Netflix or on one of these services feels like oh this is like a, a night at the theater. So it did have that cinematic, like eventful quality to it. I, yeah. I completely agree with that. I think they. Although you, you're, we're, you, it sounds like you guys are disappointed in the amount of money they spent for what we got. Yeah. You can definitely see in a lot of scenes the amount of money they did spend. Oh, yeah. And the way, yeah, you, the way you, the way it's shot, and I think just it looked to me at least that like we've compared these to other Netflix movies which is where they just throw big names and throw them in an action movie and it's kind of just eh. But it seemed like to me like Ryan Gosling. Chris Evans were actually like kind of taking it seriously. And as far as the action scenes itself, I mean, they were, there were some, they were CGI, but there were some that were very, you know, well done, well yeah. shot. And I mean, it felt very visceral. Like that's the, the, you know, when Anna Darmus is throwing rockets all over the place, that's great. you know, distracting them. And then they're, they're going in and, and, and uh, Ryan Gosling saving the kid. Yeah. And then all the, um, the scenes earlier where he's handcuffed to the bench and it just like they're just throwing caution to the wind and everyone's getting blown up and I think that's Prague. Yeah, that was Prague. Like, this is fucking insane. He takes out three I, teams: the Alpha, Bravo, and Delta team. Took them all out. <laughs> one guy. It was one of the movies where I, I actually like didn't have to like check my phone to be bored. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I'm engaged. No, the action I'm scenes where this. you could follow them. I t- some people are complaining. There is a lot of colored smoke covering up things here and there. You know, I noticed yeah, that, that first one. Yeah, and there's a little bit that of CGI one. enhancements, like in when they uh, the the airplane scene's great, but when he's falling in the parachute, he catches yeah, the parachute. Yeah, that looked fake. Yeah, that was like yeah. completely wrong. But overall, like a few minutes of like exposition go by, and then there's another action scene, right? So oh, I thought yeah. it was paced pretty good, and it goes on and on. There's a hedge maze that reminded me of The Shining, uh, and then where does it leave off? He breaks out. Uh, Jessica Henwick's character ultimately kills Lloyd. She's going to get him to work for her, but then he breaks out, and then he has to rescue Claire again, and now they're just off somewhere, a grown man and a teenage girl. That's not weird. Where are they going? 
Just another Thursday. Just another Thursday, Claire. Just like I told you. <laughs> we'll find out because they are going to make a sequel. There's plans to do spin-offs. The, uh, the spin-off is actually going to be written by uh, Wernick and Wright Reese. Paul is Wernick. it going to be the professional now? Is it going to be like yeah, that, that movie where it's like like a little 12-year-old girl getting taught by... Uh, they, they were supposed to make a sequel to that movie, by the way. There's a show called Hannah that's that also. She's being trained as an assassin. Right. Uh, the professional is great. I just feel like there's better versions of these movies that they were cripping from, but they managed to put some good action and yeah. kind of s- string together a fucking convoluted weird plot that it manages to, to hold be, together. It doesn't have to be original. Like I don't like originality is is important, but yeah. if you're gonna fucking do it, let's yeah. really do it. Like let's get like let's get naked. You know, but I think they got let's close. Get, they got very close to being they, naked. Yeah, but they were scared. They were scared to. It's to not go original, really do it. but the action yeah. goes over the top. Kind of elevates it. Let's do some kung fury shit. Let's you've do got some. you've got what seven to nine action scenes, easily if not more. Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans yeah. looking looking good and about to show down. And I, I'm like. This is all I ever wanted. Chris Evans dies. He does. Jessica Henwick shoots him in the chest. Yeah. Lone Wolf has the, bu- a the ch- bullet. Change the of bullet heart. probably should have gone through Chris Evans and, and then also him. gone through. Yeah. yeah, because he's holding him. He, so yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. But whatever, you know. <laughs> I, I had a fucking blast. He, I mean, movie. and six six one. He had about to choke him out. Right. I, I love. I love that Danush just tri- you know. Is such is an expert, and then yeah. he realizes they're they're torturing kids, and he's like, they're of no honor, and he just yeah. gives back the fucking pen. Quick change of heart. Like, this was great. Yeah, this was fucking Denise great. This is fucking Lone Wolf was badass, dude. You don't fuck with Lone Wolf. Anna de Armas is is just just knows where Ryan Gosling is and and can save yeah. him. Chris <laughs> Evans is limping, and he goes, "I didn't shoot my, I didn't uh, trank myself in the ass." <laughs> he's yelling at dead corpses and shooting them, morons. Yeah. He's having a blast. I thought actually Gosling was really good. Like I kind of like Six, and he was definitely badass. All the shit he knows, all the things he had to get out of, it was fucking badass. He was a one-man army. Yeah, Very 80s action movie style, right? And he had some nice lines, too. You know, the when Billy Bob Thornton uh, calls him after he turned his crew on him, he's like, like, how you doing? I've been better, or whatever he says. He's like, what are you getting at? Like, what do you want me to say right now? And already goes earlier on. He's like a something about the bubblelicious. Like I, I just, I like the I like the snappy dialogue. Well, no, I like, I, yeah, I like when he was arguing with Anna Darmus when she's like, "Why'd you throw me an empty gun?" He's like, well, "Can we talk about this later? This is not a good place to unpack this." Well, he's like bleeding yeah. out and getting into a car. <laughs> yeah, it was good banter. He he does a good job. Uh, and there's, so there's gonna be more. It was actually a nice kind of follow up to all the '80s action movies that we were talking about. I felt like it was a nice uh, evolution of that. Yes. Could have been elevated a little bit more. Yes. I feel like there was some magic no. there that, no. that, that, that could have uh, revealed itself. There was something. Well, I felt there was something missing. That was See, it. I'm with Rex. Let's find out in our scores. Uh, Anthony, let's rate it. Rank it against other action movies, I guess. And on oh, Netflix. I mean, like on Netflix? Yeah. Oh. This is my favorite one. Oh, so this is a love like, extraction for you. Oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. You got Chris Hemsworth is just a, a, a Terminator in that, but yeah. there's no. I didn't laugh at all during that movie. Sure. I fucking laughed my balls off during this movie. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a freaking nine out of ten, oh, dude. This shit. is an awesome oh, fucking movie. Wow. Everyone should go out and watch this. If you like action, this is it. You, you, you know, it, it's completely derivative. It's not original at all, yeah. and it's fucking great. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like All right, that. Bugs, <laughs> what, do you, what would you give it? I'm not going to like uh, trash this movie. I mean, like uh, Extraction was, I feel like, a, a, a little bit more of a streamlined film, even, and it, but it does not feel as big as this movie. This That's movie true. feels humongous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it, you feel the weight of that $200 million in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it does give you your bang for your buck. It gives you nine fucking action sequences. Um, so there's a lot to like here. I do feel like there's something missing, and um, I wish that they were really going to, if they're going to do an 80s movie, like, let's fucking do it. Um, so I'm going to give it a solid seven, though. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, man. Look, that's decent. And I, so I definitely would not put this above extraction, but it's close to extraction. Here's the thing right now. You got, you got these two camps of action director guys, right? So you have the Russo brothers, and then you have the John Wick people. Uh, and the John Wick people made the extraction. I feel like the John Wick people have a little bit better handle on a, an action movie with a little more substance than the Russos right now. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half. It's definitely enjoyable. It is not original, but that some of the action is bonkers. You need to see it. And you can literally just fast forward through all the talking. Parts. I think a seven's a respectable. Yeah, a seven and a half is respectable. Yeah, I'm gonna give a no, seven the, and the a half. The extraction was made by the stunt coordinator of Russo films. Uh, who made extraction? That's right. That's right. Same not Martin. John Wick. No, it's oh, not it's John. The same people. So it's, oh. it's still in that family of Shit. Russo of that that brain tree. Hmm. It is all the same company, yeah. isn't it? Sam Hargrave. Yeah, right, right, that right. guy's great, though. He's sitting on the hood of the car with the camera doing some the crazy extraction shit. Extraction was produced by the Russos. Okay, that's yeah. right. So it's the He's same right about that too. I was completely wrong. Okay. I still think that the John Wick guys are better. No, they're better. Though. I mean, they're they're. I mean, but they've they've hit on something. But you know, yeah, this is. Uh, it's nice to have both of them making action movies. This is about as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right there on the Netflix. I mean, it's definitely better than fucking Red uh, Notice. That cost oh, yeah. two hundred million. Yeah, Red Notice is not even close to yeah, this. I mean, yeah, when, a- when it comes to like Netflix movies, I. I Highly disliked that with the power one with yeah with, with uh, Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. I yeah. really disliked the Charlize Theron one. Oh uh, yeah, a lot of people like the old guard. I didn't like that at all. I thought it was okay. Yeah, it was all right. It was this all right. Is, but this is way more. Yeah, this is way more of a like a a theater right. movie, like a cinematic experience. And yeah, and then Red Notice we've talked about it was yeah, yeah. that was not good. Like the budget on this movie is ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like the, they just. This movie's on steroids, literally. <laughs> so the you know? question is: First of all, Netflix is hurting. We all know they've they laid off hurting. hundreds of people. They lost a million subscribers last quarter. Oh, That's shit. a drop in the bucket for them, right? Though. Actually, that was good news to them because they asked, they told people, "We think we're going to lose two million. They oh, they lost a million, so they were happy. Now, how do you make this two hundred million dollars back? It's not a clear path, as if as you put it in. Theaters. I believe it came out in like 425 theaters, which is nothing. Yeah, there, there's. Uh, I was reading about this because Netflix is in a little bit of trouble in terms of like they're at a kind of a inflection point because they're losing a lot of their streaming material to other stuff. They're losing subscribers. Yeah, but they're still spending. I think they're planning to spend the same amount of like like seventy billion a yeah, year on a content. Year, I, I think or something. it's something like yeah. might have been thirteen. I don't know what I read yeah. somewhere thirteen, but maybe it's seventy. But I did see that like one of the strategies they were thinking about or someone was proposing is that they just be in addition to their streamer, they become a, a movie studio like they are right. a movie studio, but actually like full out release these movies in theaters. Theatrical only right. releases first. Yeah, Why aren't they? Doing I don't that? know why they're not doing that. Why? Well, That's a good the reason. Question. The reason why I don't know if they're not doing that or not is they're the reason why they might not be doing that is because 
they disrupted the market so much with theaters. They've have don't have the greatest relationships with like your AMC's and your they have Regals. pissed off distributors for right. sure. Like they'd have to be their own distributor or some no, they'd distributor. have to mend those relationships. Ah, uh, okay. Or build their own theaters, I guess. But or do that, they, yeah. Well, but they, they'd but, be only releasing hmm. their own stuff. Like they've obviously, you know, pissed off a lot of people by disrupting the market. Yeah, and their movies don't get crazy. You're right. Like releases. they're spending two hundred million on this, but how yeah. does that? How do you make that money? How do you make the money back? Oh my god, people are sharing passwords. They're gonna add ads. They're gonna crack down on the passwords. How do you tighten shit up and not piss off your longtime customer that is I used think to? I you could easily do that. You just give them an offer. It's money talks. Netflix is like, okay, we're gonna give you a bigger share of uh, more than anybody else does. Yeah. Uh, of the ticket sales. And then they're going to be like, oh, can we suck your dick? Yeah, because so, Disney yeah. Bu- bullies theaters, though, too, to force them to play all their sure. movies and they'll like cut their cost, like take, cut their rate down and shit. So I don't know. So That's, they can do it. Money yeah. talks. At the end of the day, no matter how much your relationship is fucked up, if someone sees money going to happen, yeah. th- they're going to be like, all right, not so bad. We, we, we can uh, deal with you. Well, yeah, I could have yeah. seen, seen uh yeah, I could have seen the gray man playing the theater. Here's a Absolutely. fun fact just from uh Wikipedia. Yeah. An adaptation of Grainy's novel was originally announced in 2011 with James Gray set to direct Brad Pitt. Oh. And later Charlize Theron in a gender swapped oh. role, though never oh. either version came to fruition. So this oh. has been in development for for a while. Years, yeah. And then the Russo brothers came along in Netflix and they probably just threw money at it. Well, they threw a shit ton of money at they it. They threw money. 100 million actually. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, apparently there's a little bunch of books, and so if they got more stories, they're going to spin this. They could bring this. Could be you know they're never coming back to Marvel. They're working on this. What do you think, think uh, Rugs Ryan Gosling as an action star? Too pretty. I mean, believable. He, what do you think? He's been he's been in the mix yeah. for a while. Well, he's, he's on a couple his way, of things. Definitely. Uh, I think with this movie, if he wants to keep doing it, he can. I don't know if he really wants to, but um, yeah, he's he's got all the. He's got all the pieces. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> no, I think I, I mean he's working on it and it's working. I get he's definitely on his way. To- well, the thing is now is like they're the guys that are doing action films are also doing fifty five other things, but they're yeah. actually real actors. Yeah, so it's yeah. a it's different like, crowd. Why, why do you want to get into action movies in your forties? I don't <laughs> yeah, know. It's a good point. He's that's just when- collecting a paycheck, right? Yeah. Uh, they got stunt doubles. And maybe it's, it's fun, thing. right? Like you get to travel yeah. the world and you get to learn a little bit of fight choreography and all the hard mm-hmm. shit your stunt double does. And yeah, unless you're Tom Cruise or Steve Grillo. I mean, not, <laughs> not Steve Grillo. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Steve Grillo worked for Shower. But this Howard is not like your uh, Arnold in 1981 training to be Conan type shit anymore. Nobody's really doing that now. No, no one's. No one's looking at bodybuilders and martial artists and going, "Hey, maybe you can act yeah. too." But you're, yeah. we're going to put you in these mo- like that it's era. The other done. way. Yeah, now you can. That's been start. done. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's such a um, industry of like, okay, we're going to get people who just know fight choreography and know all the different styles and all the different tricks of the trade. We've gotten guys from Hong Kong. We've gotten guys from every single fucking part of the globe. They're all in there. They're all working together to create these uh, stunts. Mm-hmm. So they have that. If, if you have the money to spend on these places. And you're like, oh, okay, we want, we want this. We have, we can fund this great scene. You can do anything you want. The martial arts and everything everywhere all at once are very good. And I think, but they're, they're just teams that people hire. Yeah, they brought there's in like a lot of those make, guys. Like, there's like no, there's no, there's really like no like uh, proprietary 
like uh tricks like Lucasfilm when they created the like the effects for Star Wars like they had the secret right they had like the secret sauce they don't yeah. want anyone to know about well, like, how they do talk it about that yeah they, they would like to. they would they would like get give it out piecemeal and then eventually people would catch on but a lot of this stuff was like proprietary now like yeah anybody can hire like the John Wick guys to do fucking choreography for them if you have the money that's you know? true yeah. It makes it easy. All right, let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It stinks. It stinks. It stinks. I got lots of comments from our last episode. Speaking of 80s action movies, uh, you guys dig that episode. The feedback has been fantastic. I have to share all of it. Brian Goff over on Instagram, who runs a Parks and Recs meme account at Parks Rex Memes. He wrote me and said, I loved how after how Anthony announced each mashup, the first response was usually, oh, fuck you, Tony. Uh, amazing episode. Great job on everyone's part. Point break. Better be represented in your 90s battle or heads will roll. I think it's fair to say point break will be in the 90s battle. Absolutely. Definitely needs to be in there. Uh, Michael Manning also on Instagram said, why even do it? The Predator wins every single time. Uh, Nick Shev commented what I said, Dave, for blood sports. <laughs> that uh, he was torn up about that matchup. Yeah, lost to Beverly Hills Cop in the first round. Oh, and that was a first round out for the blood sport. Well, it happens. It's Eddie Murphy. Rick Martinez, fucking love the show today. My guests for the final four were Predator, Terminator, Die Hard, and Robocop. So we were close. To recap, it was uh, the final four were Predator. Uh, Roadhouse was there, right? I was going to say Predator. What was the Aliens, Predator. Robocop and Roadhouse. And Roadhouse. That's the that final, final four. four. That's amazing. Die Hard didn't even make the final four. I know. You could, you could easily say, I think, honestly, that there were at least seven or eight movies where if they would have won, I don't know if we would have had a problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very tough. Yeah. Once you get down to the like top nine, ten movies, it's tough. The Roadhouse run made Jesse Rodriguez very happy. He says, I think doing it in this bracket style makes it more fun. Yes. But we don't really get to the to really because you're you're make you're forced to make these decisions that you're like it's kind of a weird way to do this. Yes, on the spot, just arbitrarily sometimes. Yeah, it's now there's yeah. no criteria. You're you're put on the spot, and you could fuck with it, or you could also have those dilemmas that seem like a couple of you guys had a few times where, well, I think this one's better, but I just yeah. enjoy this other but one this much is more. My favorite, yeah. But this one's my favorite. Like I like I like this one. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it's not an exact science, but it makes it way more fun doing a tournament. <laughs> Probably fun to listen to, too. Oh, yeah. Well, Jesse Rodriguez said, what a fucking great show. Happy to see Roadhouse make it as far as it did. But at the same time, Arnold will always deserve the top ranking. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah. Jesse Rodriguez, I believe, is the one who picked Roadhouse for us to review. It was his Patreon movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger, so, at but the end of the be day, Arnold. Yeah. held the belt over his head. It was going to be Arnold. Uh, Jess Rivera simply says Highlander was robbed. <laughs> Fuck you. Guys. And so Jess <laughs> also posted he owns the sword. It's hanging on its wall. He posted a photo of the Highlander sword. He has it with McLeod on it. That was, that was the biggest <laughs> disgrace ever. Highlander was robbed. 
But, uh, I disagree. <laughs> but like, yeah. Wes Cranford said, this was a great show. I really enjoyed the tournament. You should do more. I actually think you should do the 80s comedies. Lots of good fodder there. And some will be woefully outdated and wrong. I bet even the best comedies of the decade will be cringeworthy. I love 80s comedies. That's a great, uh, that is a great category genre. There's a lot there. The, what, it, what it seems to me like is we just we got to pepper in some tournaments from here here and here that's and i believe that is what this these comments are telling us yes right we want to do a I 90s definitely think we got to do a 90s we definitely got to do uh a comedy one and a direct-to-video like <laughs> one that would be great I mean, pick a decade pick a genre it would be great, but would be great for me but terrible for anthony oh yeah the, the, the direct <laughs> watch all like terrible movies yeah that one that one uh not looking forward to it at all. I will try to push that one as far back as possible. I, yeah. <laughs> Expect more in the future. Okay, let's. Uh, we're gonna finish up with some. What are we watching? Out this week. What are you guys? Uh, Anthony, I think I know where you were this weekend, and I want to hear some stories. Uh, this I haven't watched anything new. I was on Friday night. I went and saw the Backstreet Boys. What? Yeah, that's not what I was expecting. Yep, I went and saw the Backstreet Boys. It was a fantastic time. And they still got it. Yeah, I mean, Backstreet is back. Yeah, they they were they've never left, man. They never never left. left. Okay, Okay. great. (laughs) Uh, Me and a bunch of forty year old women. It was awesome. Uh, And then yeah, Saturday I went to to Lollapalooza. Oh, Lala. And uh, yeah, still hurting from that. Who'd you see there? How was the vibe? It was fun. I saw saw some DJs. Saw Big Sean. Saw Dashboard Confessional. Nice. Okay. So, uh, Metallica I was I, there. I don't know if I saw J. Cole, but I saw Kygo, Cascade. So, yeah, I saw a bunch of different things. A bunch of different genres hung out. This was the first one back a- after a few years, right? No, they had it last year. Oh, last they did year. have it last year. A yeah. uh, lot of crazy things happening in Chicago. So, Mayor Lightfoot announced she is. they've come to a 10-year-plus a agreement for Lollapalooza to stay in Chicago, right? I think that was the story. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. With an additional possible five years. So, Lollapalooza is not going anywhere. No. Also, did you hear next summer, July, NASCAR is doing, I think, their first street race in downtown Chicago. Oh, yeah, shit. I heard about that. Oh, my God. You know how many potholes? street race? Yes. They're going to have a two, I think, a two-mile course that goes like down Lakeshore Drive in downtown Chicago. Do you know how many potholes they're going to have to fix yeah, they're gonna before fix a lot this happens? You know what? I don't watch NASCAR, but I'll fucking watch that shit. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It'll be interesting. That seems insane. I kind of want to. I kind of want to go down there and watch him. They'll be going. He said you can. <laughs> they can go top speeds one twenty, one forty in the streets of Chicago. I gotta watch. I gotta oh, that's gonna be something's getting fucked I, up. I need to see this. Yeah, that, the logistics on that. It's gonna be watch it to see fucking something go wrong. It's gonna be amazing. And then they want to put a dome on Soldier Field. Also, is that gonna no. happen? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyways, crazy shit going on. Uh, Rugs, what did you watch? Anything? The only thing I watched was a uh, documentary on the making of Conan the Barbarian oh. called Conan Unchained or something like that. Ruggs is obsessed <laughs> with Conan. Yeah. The moment. Well, what happened was uh, in the in the 80s tournament, uh, first out the gate, I had to dismiss Conan. Like I had to choose between Conan and another movie. Roadhouse. And, Con- yeah. and Roadhouse. And I felt that Roadhouse was going to do better in the tournament. And I knew that Arnold was represented very well. So I was like, all right, well, he's got to, this one, it's unfortunately, you know, I have to like let Conan go. But I was like, so guilty about it (laughs) that I was, I just been thinking about Conan for the past (laughs) week now. So I watched a documentary and, um, 
it was great and uh it's on YouTube. You can watch it. Oh, it's on it's, YouTube. Uh, yeah, you yeah, were telling free. me before. It's like 50 minutes long. Some crazy details about the making of this movie. It sounds fucking fascinating and crazy. Yeah. I, I, Oliver Stone wrote the script. Yeah, that's crazy. Ridley Scott was supposed to direct it at one point. Oliver Stone wanted to direct it at one point. Um, John Milius came in and, and took it over. Those are actual um, dogs chasing Arnold. In oh the movie. yeah, the dogs were fucking crazy. They actually yeah. bit him. Yeah, he was really <laughs> um, he was really running yeah. from the dogs. Like he had the <laughs> he actually. Dogs. So in the scene where he's on the cross and the, there's a vulture uh, like pecking at him. Yeah, and he bites it. Yeah, kills it. Yes, they actually took a dead vulture and made him bite. <laughs> Arnold bit a dead vulture for real. Yes, for uh, Jesus. Yeah, it was crazy shit. So uh, it, it's fun. Check that out. It's uh, I love I mean, that movie. There's an orgy and, uh, in the movie. It's amazing. They were eating people. And oh there's cannibalism. There's all sorts of crazy shit in that It's great. It's great. <laughs> uh, I There is a new documentary series on Disney Plus about ILM, Industrial Light and Magic, company George Lucas formed. Have you seen this yet, Ruggs? No. There's all, there, I'm probably going to check it out. There's sometime. two episodes out. And while essentially it is like a giant commercial, it's just them stroking themselves, really. ILM. Oh, is it worth watching? But there are some amazing stories from John Dykstra and basically how, yeah, they had to invent everything that they used for Star Wars and how uh, the, this the, before Star Wars, nobody had ever tried any of these things. They invent, you know, camera motion control, the way the sets were used. It's pretty fascinating. There's a lot of good old footage. Uh, but you do recognize its significance. All these effects. This is the first time anybody had done a, these majority of these effects, which he had to form a company to do it. Because he says, I looked around at visual effects houses. Nobody could do what I wanted to do. And so I just got a group of crazy visual effects people, put them together, and they had to invent everything as they went along. And now, like, you, you forget about that, right? Because it's fucking... Standard things like you know they would shoot a science fiction movie and they would move the little prop uh, 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 UFO they'd move the prop through the scene, but to make it look realistic, keep the camera the light angle the same. Instead, they move the camera, the ship prop stays in place, and now the camera is programmed to repeat and move these movements like that had never been done before. I know that's pretty crazy, Just right? That thing. Well, now it's it all changed. Take, we take, we take that all for granted, right? And that changes everything. It's, it's that just all on a computer somewhere. It's a, and they just run the program. Boom. Yeah, and it, yeah, it's crazy. So it's it's pretty good, and uh, you forget. Like Lucas uh, was in a bad car accident. He was he loved fast cars, and that kind of sends him into a different trajectory. He, uh, they, they were like, "You should be dead," and he survived somehow. So that's really good. And. If you're not watching the Orville on Hulu, anybody watching that, I want to talk to you. It's fucking good. This season is so crazy. It's so different. It's it's a good show. It's at times some people say it's exactly the same, and it's not different. At times, it's doing Star Trek better than Star Trek. At times, hmm. uh, it's not. So bad. you like this better than the new Star Trek series? No, I like both of them. The new Star Trek series also very good. Strange New Worlds, very good. I um, I, try, I watched the first episode of that. What do you think of that? It was funny. Yeah. I was like, I'm, I'll watch another one. Of these, it's a good season. Did. Those characters are great. I saw, at times, I was getting confused with the Orville because it's very similar. He's doing a straight up Star Trek show. It's like there's barely any jokes. It's very serious topics, and I and and I'm like, so, yeah, it's it's very compelling. So I'm surprised at the Seth MacFarlane the Orville to say. Uh, okay, here's the thing. 
if you are have not caught up to watch things, there's so much shit coming out. Okay, tell us. Here we go. HBO Max, Harley Quinn season three is out now. That's your favorite show in the world. It's uh, that show is hilarious. I definitely have to watch that. Highly recommended. Very well written. There's also this documentary about it's called Milestones about the DC uh, first black owned DC sub brand yeah. Milestones comics. I'll check that out. Static Shock came out. I gotta watch that. Also out on Amazon now, the Paper Girls, the adaptation of Brian K. Vaughn. Is it Brian K. Vaughn who wrote Paper Girls comic yeah. book? I'm gonna watch that. Fantastic comic book. Could be the next Stranger Things. That season's out on Amazon. I don't know about that, but it's no? probably okay. gonna be good at least. This Friday, August fifth, on Hulu, Prey comes out. It's been getting really good reviews. Yeah, should we should reviews. that be our movie to watch and review this week? Poss- poss- sure. Possibly. I will we'll discuss later because I have another plan for next week, but right, we can push right. that back. I do want to watch and review Prey. Because I've heard really good things. I've heard really good things about it. supposedly the best predator since Predator. Yes, that's what I'm hearing. Uh, if that's not enough, the Sandman Netflix show finally comes out August 5th. Geek Booner. I have been waiting for this show. I cannot wait to watch this. I hope it's good. The clips I'm I've watched. feeling floppy on that one. Oh, no. Floppy, John. I've watched some clips. They've been pretty good. Hopefully the show uh, has that feeling the comic book did. We will see. And if that's not enough. C two E two is this weekend, Anthony. Yeah, I, I think we'll. I think we'll. I'll, we'll see each other. We have a couple of press passes. We will be there. So if you are in Chicagoland area, uh, it's August fifth through seventh at uh, McCormick Place in Chicago, and I think we're going to be there on the Saturday, right? What is that? The sixth. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to so. try to show up then. Come find us. Just follow my voice. You can't miss it. <laughs> I'm the loud asshole spewing nonsense. <laughs> this is true. Any any anyone that holding anyone that has any valuable displays on their table, just please move those displays to please, like a back shelf. Yes, so he can't knock it over and break please it. Please move them behind a glass or plexiglass <laughs> barrier. That happened for safety. <laughs> Lock down your models. No, I'll be fine. I haven't broken shit in years. Tell you the truth, I've been good. Uh, it's been quite a few years, yeah. So yeah, all that stuff. Rugs, what sticks out to you? Uh, the most excited about all those things that's coming out. I do want to see Paper Girls. Right. I do want to see Prey. Yeah. And I do want to see the Milestones documentary. I feel like all three of those things are right up my alley. Sandman, um, I'm feeling a little floppy on, but I'll probably <laughs> check it out. So. I'm feeling a little floppy. He's feeling floppy. floppy. I get it. You Hopefully know? you can turn him around. Uh, Anthony Prey probably for you is the most exciting. Like, I don't have a boner for it. I'm just like, yeah, right. I'll pull it. I'll pull right. it a little bit. See what right. happens. I, I had very little boner for Prey, and then I heard it had good reviews. And, uh, you know, I'm just kind of on a roll with this 80s thing, you know, Predator 1 a week yes. ago. So I'm kind of feeling feeling this vibe. It is an 80s franchise. I just gave, I, I just gave Gray Man a 9 out of 10. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling really good. Yeah. No, he's all in. Okay. So that's interesting. No, I'm hoping it's a good Predator movie and it uh, looks to be. So we'll find out in the next few weeks. We will. I think we'll review. Uh, okay, Rugs. That's it. Where can the listener find you online? Uh, you can find me at Really Rug Boy on Twitter. I got that link in the show notes for you, listener, as well as Ooh. links on how to support the show, how to follow us on our socials, share the show with your geek-tastic friends. That's the most important thing you can do. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's the nerd. We'll beat you next time. Yeah. You want to know something? I really don't give a shit. Oh. <laughs> 